Welcome back, everybody. We are here for another episode. It is your favorite Casa Negros. Yes, I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. And you are listening to the Jigsaw Podcast, where we talk about how to navigate the craziest puzzle piece called life. Um, yes. But in particular, we talk about the perils, the praises, mm-hmm. the productivity, and the pump and circumstance of being black millennial men just trying to figure it out. Brian, how are you, brother? Hey, man, it's a great day to be black, brother. Oh, yeah. I'm doing good. How about you? You know, I'm okay. Um, I restarted my fitness journey. Okay. Like for real, for real. Mm-hmm. And I'm 32. Mm. You feel mm-hmm. it? I feel every piece <laughs> of it. Stuff is hurt. I didn't know my shoulder blade could be sore. Mm. Okay. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know why. I don't know why my shoulder blade yeah, in particular mm-hmm. is sore, mm-hmm. but it, you know, it is what it is. What's been going on with you, brother? Um, you know, just living, trying to, you know, avoid these COVID streets. Uh, mm. Well, not avoiding the streets, but you know, trying to avoid the COVID. You know, COVID has hit the household. Oh my God! It has. Is everything all right? It everything's fine. Okay, you know, we're in, we're in the land of the living. So, there is you know. still a bomb in Gilead. <laughs> He's a bomb in Gilead. Medicine used <laughs> in the Bible days <laughs> to heal the sick and take the pain away. It's away. what Tony Clark wrote. Okay, <laughs> medicine used in the Bible day. Side note. Karen's yeah. version is far better than the Clark sisters' version. So if you ever want to look that up, go ahead, do your oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's on Finally Karen, but the Clark yeah, yeah. sisters had a version. Well, I didn't even. Real. I didn't know Clark sisters even had a version. That's, That's the original. Yeah. Okay, Ooh, original yeah, I didn't Clark even know. Sisters. Okay, that makes sense though. It's the original. Um, so speaking of music, you want to jump mm-hmm. into the song of the week because it's, it's uh, your turn. I am ready. I'm ready for the song of the week. Okay, <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not going to sing. I'm going to just just play. Oh. Brian. <laughs> I'm not in good voice right now. So yeah. You know, okay. Maybe next time. Okay. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready for now, your little I, press play for your little boombox. <laughs> little boombox. I'm just gonna be a boombox. <laughs> All right. There it goes. It's in theme. Okay. Can you hear it? No. You can't hear? It? Okay. I cannot. <laughs> You look like you don't know what this is. I don't. Not based on this intro. It's one of the greatest albums of all time. It's a, it's a mighty intro. I feel like, is it Erica Badu by the end album? Mama's Gun? Mama's Gun. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to. I just want to stop there. It, it, that's within the theme. Okay, <laughs> we appreciate it. That's within the theme. Not my favorite Erica song, but you know. <laughs> it's a good song though. <laughs> it's not a bad song. It's not a bad song. It's within the theme. Spe- speaking of underwhelming songs, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I don't know if you still listen to gospel, Brian. I listen to it occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> so I took a chance to listen to Ricky Diller's new album. I didn't know he had a new album. Okay. Yeah. News to me. It, it, it was on my new music thing in Apple. Maybe it's the algorithm. And that thing is bad. 
It's bad as in like that terrible, as bad as in like 90s slang. It, no, it is bad as in not good. It's like the like his choir is like hollering and screaming like they usually do. The musicians mm-hmm. are um like aliens out of this world. The songs are just not good. And then he pulled the LMA. He has an he has an intro mm-hmm. interlude almost between every song. He, I say that to say we've been missing the choirs, but if mm-hmm. that's what you're gonna give us, then Ricky, we don't want it. We don't want that. And, anyway. and this is the time. And this is the time I think we're choir. Like you said, Invincible Hand came with a good, a good, a good well, number. And this thing, like vocally, New mm-hmm. Chi is better than Vincent Bohannon's. Mm-hmm. Vincent Bohannon is just holler. It's just hollow <laughs> and it's good. But you know, Ricky got the you know the dynamics and the, the swells mm-hmm. and all the things. Um, but if I can get New G to have song everything Vincent and them recorded, mm-hmm. it'd be it. Match made in heaven. Match made in heaven. But we're, we're not here. We're not we we did we'll maybe we'll do a um do a deep dive on gospel music another day because maybe y'all love these 15 um minute Maverick City music songs. And God fell asleep on that stuff. So uh, <laughs> yeah, he has a couple good numbers, but I don't, I don't. What I found out recently mm-hmm. that the them songs just make you cry, probably, but they don't really take you into the holies of holies. They don't take you they into don't hold the. You. That's that. That's that new gospel. That's that new gospel, <laughs> and they're not them hymns. <laughs> that's that listen the new songs these days that ccm be real wordy and and wordy in terms of like Paragraphs. adjectives and you know and, and you know I, I do like gyra that's a good song but other than that I'm, i don't dislike maverick city let me just say that i'm just not here for give me some heads bro let me tell you give one of the songs on one of those albums the song is nine minutes mm-hmm the reprise is another five that is a 14 minute song <laughs> they, they love a reprise. What are we doing? They love a reprise. Jesus Christ. They love a reprise. I'm not gonna okay. lie. Okay. All right. And I don't, again, I don't want to be. I don't want to be burned and tried through the fire. I no, I'm never that. asking God to burn me. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not asking for additional tribulation. If that's Mm-mm. how I, if, he can choose how he wants to refine me. I am not going to give him any suggestions. Okay. Listen. I'm okay with being a diamond in the rough. I'm right. A, Cubic zirconium, me God. The Bible says that if the righteous man scarcely make it in, what will the silver man appear? That means that I'm going to be a cubic zirconium anyway. I'm okay. I am okay. Yeah, when I grew up, my past was like, don't ever tempt God and be like, you know, humble me, Lord, or any of that stuff. Like, no. Like my pastor say something. He said, don't pray. Don't ever pray for patience. Cause you're gonna get you're gonna get something that's gonna Mm-mm. test it to build your patience. Like you gotta be you gotta be very careful about Mm-mm. the things you pray and ask for because he will send things to give you that. And what better way to build patience than to be irritated? Right. Because <laughs> you're gonna have to learn how to wait. You gotta learn how to wait. Right. Oh, so my prayer is just give it to me, God. <laughs> yes. Do it for me, God. Right. Let your will be done. In me. <laughs> In me. And whatever In that me. means, that's what it means. But just let because. I ain't give I I God God don't need no help. <laughs> he don't need no help. What what James Moore say when he had no teeth? <laughs> God don't need no matches. He's all by himself. By himself. <laughs> he don't need no help. He don't need no help. He's God. Uh, all right. He's ooh. Donna Lawrence had a song that says, "I am God, mm-hmm. all by myself." Right. 
I don't need any help. Uh-huh. I can handle things. This is the uh, Samonix um, solo version. Mm-hmm. On my own, I am the first. Mm-hmm. Lord of God. And the last. That's a good one. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. Just ask, for I am. I am, I am God. Ooh. All right. That's a good I one. was there. Oh, I'm going to get me caught up. That's In the good. beginning. Oh, yeah. That's good. It's a and good song. I'll be there. Yes. From start when to finish. To the end. That is a song. And it builds. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, my God. Anyway, you ready to talk about some black excellence because I will get caught up. Because Donald Lawrence and his A day. In his heyday, <laughs> and he got started writing all that off stuff that back to Eden and now back to Eden is a bop. It is not theologically sound, but it is a bop. It is a bop. It's not theologically. Anyway, we not here to do. We said we not gonna do this. We're not here. Right, to Brian, do it. Okay. You ready to talk about some black excellence in the best report? Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. All right, we're here at the Bless Up Report. We talk about black excellence and black folks doing great black things. And as always, we're going to talk about, you know, the good stuff, right? You know, uh, black people wake up every single day. It's even Black History Month. And we already talking about black people doing great black My things. My God. Because black so, history I'm a, is 365. 365. It is 25-8. 25-8. So this is not a new, it's not new to this, but it's probably true to this. Uh, the people I wanted to decide to do the Bless Up Report because... 90s nostalgia is a thing and cross mm-hmm. colors is still here cross colors is still here so we got carl jones and thomas tj walker uh the uh, founders and creators and designers for cross colors so those that don't remember you know that aren't you know the the newer kids as the, you know people would say and uh you know cross colors was actually created your birthday josh in 1989 by carl jones right it was launched on the premise of producing clothes without prejudice Cross Colors helped establish a fashion market based around black youth. The clothing was used to broadcast political and social messages. Uh, Cross Colors is one of the first companies to make urban gear fashionable. So all the things that came mm-hmm. after that, the Meccas, the Nietzsche's and all the other stuff. You know, right? Pele, you know, Pele. <laughs> Pele, Pele, right? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Carl Kanai, right? Uh, Cross Colors was one of the the companies that, you know, pretty much started that whole. Did you to do an ad campaign for Carl Kanai? I believe so. I had <laughs> Carl Kanai. Listen, I wore Carl Kanai. Uh, African American was African American College Alliance. I think was what it is, where they had the Morehouse and the uh, and all the HBCUs. That was a thing. That's back, you know. Um, but Cross Colors set out to harness the hip hop craze with a line of street inspired fashions for young men. And of course, they make things for ladies now. These products are sold by more than 3,000 retail outlets. You can actually go online right now uh, mm-hmm. to crosscolors.com. That's cross colors. It's spelled a little bit differently. Colors. So it's uh, Ooh. cross Ooh. colors. That's a bougie black. A color. Right. Cross colors. So it's C-O-L-O-U-R. Yeah, I like yeah, that. So crosscolors.com uh, and again 90s 90s fashion is back all those 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 uh fashion designers that are that were a thing you know in the early 90s are are, are now a thing here so i'm excited about mm-hmm. that good to see cross colors let's go out there and support uh and looking forward to it it's no need to wait for black history month to buy black products 
let's do it here uh we don't have a rest up but i wanted to do something real quickly a prayers up uh for regina king and the loss of her son ian alexander jr and prayers up to vanessa bryant on the anniversary as we're currently uh recording on the anniversary Mm -hmm. of the loss of her husband kobe being bryant and their daughter gianna Gigi bryant on again the anniversary of their horrific death two years ago yeah so bless up yeah definitely uh 2020 was a terrible year uh bless up to cross colours and prayers up to virginia king and vanessa bryant and that is what we have there josh got anything in the billboard you want to talk about yeah before we get there can I can I pass my my sports crown to you real quick and ask you a question? Of course, sure. Is Bean his was Kobe's real middle name? Yes, it was Bean. Yes, Bean. That B-E-A-N. is some colored stuff. <laughs> that is black. You hear me? I love that. I Kobe thought it was. Like, I thought it was like another like you know like Mamba. I thought it was a Nick. That man's name is Kobe Bean Bryant. <laughs> Kobe, so he's named. Okay, so here goes the story about Kobe Bryant. Okay, name. okay, <laughs> okay. So his dad's nickname was mm-hmm. Jelly Bean. Okay. Oh, shucking there. Kobe's dad actually was like in Japan and playing basketball and stuff like that. So he's named after steak, like beef, mm-hmm. and after his dad's nickname, Bean. So he, so Kobe has an interesting name. Kobe, you talk about a strong black name. <laughs> Kobe Bean Bryant. So let me make my daddy real mad real quick because he's going to be so mad at me when I say this. Okay. I'm so glad my middle name. My middle name is is hood enough. It is Jermall, J E R M A L. Okay. <laughs> Mama just couldn't be regular. Right. My dad hates his childhood nickname. But okay. just like Kobe's dad's nickname was Jelly Bean, my dad was also named nicknamed after a piece of candy. It was okay. Candy Stick. <laughs> candy so, Stick. Because he was so skinny. <laughs> Oh, okay. He was skinny like a candy stick. Listen, he could he could have used it for his favor. Could have used it. Listen, so I'm so glad my name ain't Josh Stick Rogers. Josh Stick Rogers. Because <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't know how socially acceptable that would be. Josh Stick Rogers. Hey, Josh listen, that, Stick Rogers. You could have made it work though, brother. Stick them down. Stick them down. Stick them down. Candy stick. I take it to the candy shop. <laughs> Just like candy. That would be the soundtrack of your life. Listen, I want to walk around with the cameos of CDN with me. I want to track. <laughs> All right, let's get, let's get to the billboard. Speaking of someone who is a fan of different colors, Little Nas X, um, mm-hmm. he's been hit with a cease and desist for allegedly stealing the idea of Gibbs' birth video from metal from a metal rap artist. Now, this ain't the second time somebody that popped it. This is the second time. This is the second time somebody popped into my some some copyright infringement. Last year we had last week we had Nick Gilbert. Oh yes, with the cabaret, right? <laughs> oh, quick update on that. So I found out, mm-hmm. and I didn't know this at first. I don't know if you knew Brian, but P Valley is actually based off a play from this woman named Tori Hall. Mm-hmm. Then the play was called Pussy Valley, that was oh, written around two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out with this play of twenty eleven, twenty twelve, the cabaret. Uh oh, uh oh, receipts. I'm just trying to. So now I'm you might get to. now you might get a cease and desist, or you, you might you get, might get a cease and desist for putting on this cheap lingerie and synchronized kicking. Um, because what because what I hear about the cabaret, I got a few more updates, Brian, mm-hmm. is that the cabaret is allegedly owned by a gay man, and there's some trouble coming to town. Mm-hmm. So that's why she's saying it's a, you know, it's so many similarities. But the biggest <laughs> similarity I see is that there are you know sensual black women doing sensual black things in mm-hmm. a club, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's, players, that's players club. 
Let's Players Club. That's any scene in any black movie that that got a strip scene in it. What? Right. And, anyway, and Trouble Coming to Town is any Hallmark movie. Like <laughs> we save, we, we got to save the little town. That's it. Listen, we got look, look, look. What is it called? Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what Capray gives me anyway Little House on the Prairie vibes mm. But anyway, according to Blast Metal artist Dana Dentana Is accusing industry baby Montero, if you want to talk to him Artist of stealing her labor concept Remote album So if everybody re- remember Lil Nas X had a uh, prosthetic um, baby bump And he mm-hmm. used it to talk about the birth of his album Montero He did like a baby shower And um, he also used Um then he reused Drake's album cover and all the things. He did yeah. all the things for his album. So based on these court documents, Dantana's, um, first of all, I'm mm-hmm. about to plead the blood because this album is called Panty Christ. And you don't play with my Jesus like that, okay? You don't. Because uh, mm-hmm. Christ is his last name. And you don't, you don't, you don't, do, you don't do that. Okay. <laughs> <Christ is> last <laughs> name. If, as long as Mary didn't have a last name, their name in my book is Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's either like Montel or mm-hmm. something middle. You know, Jesus. And because you know he was over there, you what's know, his, what what's his doing? daddy's nickname? He was Middle Eastern. He was. <laughs> so if he if he if anything like Kobe, Jesus, hmm. El Shaddai, oh, that is Christ, <laughs> Jesus Jehovah Christ, <laughs> Jesus Jireh Christ, Jesus Jireh Christ, Jesus Shalom Christ, <laughs> Ooh. Jesus sickened you Christ, Ooh. Jesus LL Yo Christ. <laughs> Ooh, don't stir us up in here. <laughs> Jesus, I am the one. Ooh, that, that would have been his Facebook. You know, the Prince is Jesus. Yeah. I am the one. I, I, the that, one. I, I am that I am Christ. <laughs> Jesus, the first and the last. Alpha and Omega Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus, the originator Christ. <laughs> Jesus, wonderful counselor Christ. You know what his middle name probably was for real, what? for real? What? Emmanuel. Emmanuel. That's because it, they Manny. told us we should call him Manny. Emmanuel. Jesus Manny. I'm going to call Jesus Manny for now on. <laughs> Thank you, Manny. That's Thank what I'm saying. Like the ones that be like, Daddy God. I'm going to call him Manny. Manny God. <laughs> Manny God. Manny God. Because you know a Manny is a male nanny because Jesus takes care of me. I'm a, I feel my Jamal Bryan reaching spirit. He takes <laughs> care of me. He takes care of me. Yeah. Yes, Manny God, Manny God. Oh, Manny God. Manny God. <laughs> what were we talking about? Lil Nas X and this lady with the Panty Christ uh, album. Her artwork serves as, she says that her artwork serves as a blueprint for Lil Nas X Montero, pregnancy and labor promotion. Um, and Dana Wright claims that the rapper used copyrighted material identical to her um, music video. Dantana X Lil Nas X to take the video down. Um... Take down the video, give birth on YouTube, which has over 15 million views. Brian, have you seen her stuff? I yes, haven't I, either. Okay. I, I looked it up in researching for this to see. Okay. And it's like, like what it's. Like, I didn't see no video that she had. I did see like her picture. It's, and it was totally different. Yeah. yeah. To me, it's a reach. It's, it's definitely a reach. a reach. I mean, that's it's just like saying, like when Beyonce did the flower mm-hmm. maternity shoot and then. Um, Cardi and Nikki both did like some some floral, you know. Like, like, I mean, it's like, I mean, because announcing something like even preachers use birth as an analogy for you walking right. into your purpose and stuff. So, like, using right. birth to announce something ain't a new phenomenon. No, no, um, no, it's not. And girl, we didn't even know who you were. And then that's the until. reason why relevance. <laughs> she, uh, Nikki, sister girl, brownstone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't nothing else to do, so let me find something to, to latch on to. Okay. 
So anyway, let's stay in the vein of music for a while. Brian, okay. if I if I say it to you, who is the best rapper alive? Who comes to mind? Jay-Z. Okay. Who else would come to mind? Tr- Kendrick. I would say Kendrick first. Then Drake. You, you missing who I who I want. Who else comes to mind? Oh, oh, oh who you want. You gonna say chance rap chance the rapper. Mm-mm. No, who you, you oh, Nicki Minaj? Mm-mm. Okay, you think the greatest rapper of alive I mean, is? Not, not who I think, just who comes to mind when I hear the phrase, greatest rapper alive. Greatest rapper alive? Brian, come on. We just talked about him, how he had like a run. Greatest rapper alive? And he had a run? <sighs> Lil Wayne. Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. Did okay. he not repeatedly say that? <laughs> for he like did. Three yes. years straight. Oh, yeah, he God. did. He did. He was the greatest rapper alive at one point. <laughs> yes. Oh, Brian, you just stressed me out. You stressed me <laughs> I need some coffee. I need some coffee. <laughs> oh no! But on a serious note, um, uh, every year Complex Complex Magazine names who they believe is the mm-hmm. best rapper alive for that year. And 2021, mm-hmm. Complex gave the award too. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Drum roll. Tyler the Creator. Okay. Okay, so my, my thoughts exactly. Complex Metro decided <laughs> the greatest rapper alive is based mainly around who they believe had the best hip hop album of the year. Wale had the best hip hop album of 2021. Complex mm-hmm. cited Titus Call Me If You Get Lost album was dropped in 2021 as the best rap album of the year. Honorable mentions um, included Kanye West, J. Cole, and um, Mock Homie. That sounds like hominy beans. You know that white corn? <laughs> right. <laughs> The uh, the uh, Mexicans using the, in a, what's that stuff that they use? I like that food. I love it. Uh, that they make. It's some kind of soup that Mexicans use that they, you know, use that hominy beans in there. Whatever it is. I'm going to cook up some hominy. <laughs> <laughs> That's some country stuff. But um, what was I about to say? Bro, I mean, let me take that back. Tyler, from what I hear, people who enjoy Tyler, they say that he had the best album of 2021. I need to go listen. I still haven't listened. I'm not Tyler, into Tyler's music like that. So Tyler is one of those, Tyler is the nerdy kid, but that's also cool kid, but that's also like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Tyler is an amazing rapper. Like, I'm not even going even gonna to hold you. He's an amazing rapper. I don't, you know, but he's not one of the people that I would be like, you know what? I'm going to just put on this Tyler creator, right. the album, album, you know, um, but every song I've heard of Tyler, the creators, it hasn't been like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah, he you know hasn't. what I'm saying? Yeah, he hasn't captivated me, as I was going to say, enough yeah. to be like, let me just go push play. But I'm, I need to give this a listen mm-hmm. because I've everyone, and there's people who are not even Tyler Stans, has mm-hmm. said that he had the best rap album of the year. Yeah. I give it to Wale, and I'm not even, a, and I'm not a Wale stand. But for Lauren, that's good. Had me in a chokehold. Yeah. And until another good rap album comes out, it's going to stay right there. It's going right. to be in my consistent rotation. Now, speaking of the people that you named. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chance the Rapper is allegedly returning with new music soon. Uh huh. He posted something. Um, okay. Nicki Minaj is allegedly dropping a single with um, Lil Baby as a feature called okay. You Don't Want No Problems or You Don't Want This or something like that. That should um, be good. We'll see. We'll see because the stuff Onika has been putting out lately has not been that great. Mm. Now, she gave us three new songs on her Beam Me Up Scotty re release. Mm-hmm. And Singing Green was good um, with the Drake and Wayne feature. And what was the other one she did by herself? Fractions. Okay. Was cool, but it wasn't like, you know, Fractions Fractions had a lot of uh, Instagram quotes. So mm-hmm. I think the girls live this summer with Fractions. But yeah. Little, but Lil Baby, Lil Baby is a beast. So. Yeah, Lil Baby is amazing. This is amazing. Yeah. 
And he I'm looking forward to it. Song. And usually when Nicki is on a song with another real solid rapper, she she, she comes with it. She has to. Um, she comes with it. Even when she did the scene in green with Wayne and Drake, like she had a solid verse. Yeah, um, she had so, to. Yep. So we'll see. Anyway, that was that, that was a, that was a sidebar. Oh, staying right there real quick. Remember mm-hmm. how we talked about our guy last year a few times, Sam Henshaw. Yes. Untidy Soul drops this Friday. Okay. The whole album and whole, whole album. Okay. Whole album. Whole album drops. It's sixteen songs, okay. but it's only forty eight minutes. So they're like, oh, okay. they're to the point. They're to. Yeah, the, we're not cool. getting no. We're not getting no Chris Brown three days to listen. One solid <sighs> hour, you'll be done. Uh, I love the three songs that he has already released: "Grow," "Chicken Wings," and um, "Still Broke." Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's, that's minutes a, a song. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, uh, Aquafina, okay. not the water, but the okay. okay. Um, was, was nominated first. for NAACP Image Award, and the people are mad, particularly the black constituency. Um, mm-hmm. Actress, comedian, and rapper Aquafina was nominated for NAACP Image Award for voiceover work she did in Disney's Raya and The Last Dragon. For those that don't know, the mm-hmm. NAACP, that is the National Association mm-hmm. for the Advancement of Colored People. Um, Aquafina is Chinese and Korean, which makes her technically a person of color. Um, <laughs> Even though but, that's, not who, that's not who it's really for. <laughs> because when we, was, when we was called colored back when the NAACP was found, it was Negroes. Okay? <laughs> Black folk. We was colored. Colored folk. When you look at the old Jim Crow South pictures, it's a white colored white color they want to talk about mexicans they want to talk about asians they want to talk about any latin ex hispanic person they want to talk about nobody from nowhere else they were talking about black niggas us that's what they were talking about <laughs> they weren't talking about her so this colored i i wonder how would an asian person react if you said look at that color girl over there i wonder <laughs> brian <laughs> nah they probably be like nah we're, we're they would be that. offended Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be offended you called me a colored boy in today. today. Yes, I would. <laughs> I don't think we reclaim colored. <laughs> right. Speaking of color, we didn't, we didn't talk about the Emmett Till story, but we talked about that's not another time. Ooh, you try to stir me up. I got <laughs> I, I got to go work with these white people later. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, she's technically a person of color, which is why mm-hmm. I don't use the term a lot. I, I lean into my blackness. Um, mm-hmm. But however, folks are upset because for years she's been accused of cultural appropriation. Oh, sounds like uh, I ain't gonna say who that sound like. I, ain't, oh. I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about Cynthia Revo again. Um, so oh. She's been she's huh. been accused of cultural appropriation and black scenting, um, mm. which is a manner of speaking indicative um, to stereotypical African Americans. Um, I don't. I'm not familiar. I haven't seen either one of those um, Disney movies. Okay. I didn't know who she was until the billboard to the billboard today, and then <laughs> people started talking about it recently. Okay. All over the interwebs. Um, so I'm going to pass this thing right over to our resident um, black person and ask you, <laughs> and ask you, Brian, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, a black ask question. Yes. <laughs> okay. What is going on? <laughs> yes. Black ask question. Uh, ask. A-S-K. Uh, what is going on is, is it is true. So Aquafina is nominated for the NAACP Image Award and the people are rightfully... Her, the the frustration is 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 accurate. Um, mm-hmm. Aquafina, she has been known to play. Like if you watch any movies, um, and I've seen a good portion of the stuff that she's been in. Like even the Marvel movie Chang, she she's in there. Uh, she's in. Oh, that's uh, like the new superhero person, right? Yeah, the Asian okay. dude from Marvel. Um, <clears throat> uh, Crazy Rich Asians. If you've seen that, 
Um, she has a TV show. She's been like the Asian friend. She's like the token Asian girl in like all the movies and TV shows. And her um, name is Aquafina. Aquafina. Um, and she definitely, definitely, definitely black sense. Um, and then she actually got approached about it and she got to stutter it. I wish I had the audio. But someone asked her about her black scent again. She started, uh, uh, um, uh, and um, I don't, I don't see. And uh-uh, then she claimed, talk that. If you're gonna yeah, come on out. Sit in, sit in it. Listen, and she said she's from like Queens or Brooklyn or whatever, and said, well, you know, this is just you know my culture, and like, no, that's, that's always not a, the excuse though. That's like, always I, the excuse. Like, I can get if you grew up around. I think we talk about this with interracial dating, right? Yep. If maybe we talk about this offline, but I know we had a conversation that if a person only dated a specific race, but but it's because they grew up in predominantly, let's just say, black neighborhoods. Right. It makes sense. If that's who right. you're around, that's typically who you're going to be friends with, and you probably will pick up some nuances of that culture, right? But when you right. intentionally change your voice to be like, yep. and girl, blah, 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 like, yep. that's, that's, that's not you, that's not a product of you being around the culture. No. That's you trying and put, you know what I'm saying? If you got to trouble, you got to put it on, it's right. not authentic. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. That's the thing. Aquafina. She's not authentically. She so she does do black scenting. Uh, the the concerns, the frustrations are correct. Um, but at this point, like, what are you going to do? You're going to you know strip her of the nominations. You're not going to do that. Um, but it's definitely a thing, and people are rightfully um, upset with that nomination. So I understand. Mm-hmm. Got you. Yeah, I get it too. But thank thank you for context because I don't I don't know who that child is. Um, so another person is suing somebody for something that does not relate to them. And that is a okay. black man who is suing the police after mistaken identity. This man was minding his business. Minding his business. And, and, and it was like, this ain't got nothing to do with me. And y'all arrested this man anyway. So what is the number one reason, Brian, that okay. you would say some people, black people specifically, are arrested by cops? One of the top reasons. Uh, they usually say that you fit the description. Exactly. And this is what happened again. So a 25 year old black man wants his vengeance after being arrested and misidentified. And you know, you know, really a lot of the whites, mm-hmm. they kind of look alike. I don't want to stereotype them. Okay. But they do. Just like in Ozark. Is it, what's, 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 what's the, what's the, what's that girl who do all the robbing and stealing? Oh, I don't know what her name is, but her I know who you're talking Rose. about. The, the blonde girl. Mm-hmm. She looked like Justin Timberlake. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> At his peak in sync days. Oh, they said Man of the Woods, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about ramen noodle hair, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, she looks, she looks like him. But anyway, so maybe we can play devil advocate for a minute and give him the benefit of the doubt and say this was really mistaken identity. The problem is that his, his mistaken identity uh, was for a white felon that was twice his age. Right. So Shane Lee Brown, who is in jail for six days, is suing two police agencies in Las Vegas, citing a civil rights violation, false imprisonment, negligence and other wrongful conduct by Las Vegas and Henderson police. He is only seeking $50,000 damage. I will be shutting the police station down. Down. There's no way in the world that, you know, that you're going to mistake me for somebody who don't look like me. Right. Far, far older than me. Right. Has a criminal record. Right. I'm telling you, I'm not him. Just look me up. Check right. my identification. Like all of the things. I am all not this person. Right. Why people you know, $50,000 is so, so low. No. Where's, people don't like Ben Crump, but that's a Ben Crump will get you some money. Where's Monk Lick and Associates? 
<laughs> like, <laughs> so Morgan and Morgan. Morgan and Morgan. Where's the cocky firm? Right. John Foy. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a commercial in Memphis. Um mm-hmm. Some um, core B trotter is the way to go. Call six eight three seven oh oh oh. Where he at? <laughs> Where he at? Right. I don't um, even go with JG. You know JG Whitworth don't do JG stuff Whitworth. like this. But call JG Whitworth. Eight seven seven cash now. Eight seven eight seven seven cash now. Eight seven seven cash now. They sound like the uh, the, the housewives clip. <laughs> What's up there? <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, speaking of people who are always in legal trouble, Antonio Brown. Oh, mm. Antonio Brown. A few weeks mm-hmm. ago, we talked about him leaving the sideline, taking his shirt off, throwing a temper tantrum in the middle of the game because he was frustrated right. with playing injured and missing out on potential bonuses. Money makes me upset too, Brown. Um, yeah. Well, he sat down with Brian Gumble. Though mm. I'm gonna say this as a black man. The whitest black man, one of the whitest <laughs> black men I've ever seen. And, he t- <laughs> and the topic of mental health, <laughs> topic of mental health came up. And mm-hmm. Gumble asked Brown, "Do you think you need mental um, mental help of any kind?" And his response was, <clears throat> <laughs> well, "It ain't funny. It ain't funny." <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to swallow this laugh. Gumble said, "Okay, do you think you need mental help of any kind? <laughs> any kind?" Okay. Antonio responded. He sat in his African American skin, okay, in that chair on national television mm-hmm. that aired all over Morgan Freeman's television, okay. And he responded with these exact words, Brian. Okay. Again, I'm gonna repeat the question: Do you need mental help of any kind? Of any kind. Okay. <laughs> Antonio Brown says, help me out the coast. I have mental wealth. <laughs> what does, what does that, that even mean? mean? What does that even mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? What does that even mean, what sir? What does that even mean? I have mental wealth. <laughs> what does that even mean? Brown continued and said that his former team, the Bucks, offered him $200,000 to get mental health treatment. I'm 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 in therapy. It don't cost that much even for a good right. therapist. So they was they but they gave you the red carpet right. of therapy resources, my friend. They offered you money to get therapy. On top of your salary. Right. Which and your which, potential bonuses. Right. Which to me begs the issue that they if they are so serious about sending you to get therapy for mental health, then your whole argument about them wanting you to play football injured is a you know that called that into question. We know that was a lie when we saw that when we saw that text <laughs> on the shade room, Brian. <laughs> anyway, but we do know in football, CTE is a major concern recurring form of NFL player. So um, again, while mm-hmm. some of Brown's antics are hilarious, right. um, we don't trivialize mental health, and we really do wish the brother gets the help that he deserves and needs um, before you know um, something unfortunate possibly happens. Let's stay in this vein. <clears throat> they don't last long. We get to the point. We know you love them because it's everyone's favorite joint. These are Josh Rogers Athletic Abbreviations. This week on Josh Rogers Athletic Abbreviation, it comes, Brian, right off the cusp of an amazing, and I mean amazing, amazing. foot 
ball weekend. Now, I typically, uh, I got NFL ticket. I got the South region programming. I got the West Coast my programming. God. I got all the Comcast. Stuff. My bills are dang on high. I really don't. <laughs> but I watched, I sat down and intentionally watched <laughs> a game that right. featured the black phenom himself, Patrick Mahomes Black versus <laughs> the Bills of Buffalo. And some really good bad football player they said is the next like Patrick Mahomes. So he played well too. What is his name? Like Josh something? Josh, da- not Josh Daniels. Jo- is it Josh Daniels? No. Josh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look it up. Their football player captain quarterback. They play. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but what was so amazing, Brian, is that this game, these games that happened in the NFL, um, um, what was it like the divisional, what, not the divisional semi finals is what was happening this weekend, this past weekend. These games wasn't about the, it wasn't about the quarterback, Brian. Okay. These games was not about the offensive line, Brian. Okay. These games was not about the um the defensive side. This games okay. was not about the star wide receiver or even okay. the running back. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't about you. It wasn't even about the center who don't get a lot of glory on nobody's team, right? Or not the center who the man in the middle. <laughs> that's that's basketball. <laughs> Who's the man in the middle? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the center. The, the He's still the ball? center. Yeah. Okay, I know what I'm saying. <laughs> it wasn't about him. Either. <laughs> wasn't about the fullback, the cornerback, the safety. None of that. These games, mm-hmm. you know what these games were about, right? What about that? These games were about the special teams, the special okay. people. They got uh-huh. the asterisk. They 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 they, 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 don't, they don't know. They on their own little separate side. That's why they special. They're special. You know what I'm saying? If they were in school, they would be gifted. They would be in clue. They would be in the honor society because it takes mm-hmm. a certain type of skill set to be on a special team. And what do people know most about special teams, Brian? What do people know most about special teams, Brian? What do they know? <laughs> what the, the kicker the punter hey, exactly, the they, have, they have to be so precise it is geometry it is mathematics it yeah. is chemistry it is physics it is all the things they have to you see this thing right here this mm. is this is your proverbial field goal right. this, this, this is your goal this is your goal post brian they have okay. to kick that little pig skin boop, 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 and put it right there in between those things sometimes they do it close sometimes they do it far sometimes they're in the middle but you know all the things Every game this weekend came down to what? Boom. Special teams. The S P E C I A L teams. The kickers. The kickers. The kickers. They were the ones. The the former soccer players. Boom. The former punters. Boom, boom, boom. The rugby folk. Boom, boom, boom. The folk who was who was excited playing all the other sports. But you know, probably when they're good at football, I said, boom, boom, boom. I can kick this leg. They were the ones. They were the ones who came down to every game. Bucks versus the Rams. Field goal. 49ers versus the Packers. Field goal. Uh-huh. Eagles versus the Tights. Field goal. Tights didn't right. tighten up. That's what sound like. <laughs> Shout out to Bubba, I guess, sports correspondent. <laughs> uh. And then the Chiefs versus the, B- the Bills. A field goal sitting where? Into overtime. It was the it was it was the weekend of the field goal. So mm. on the road mm-hmm. to possible. Super Bowl, Louis Vuitton one. <laughs> are, the te- are the teams? Are the, <laughs> are the teams that remain victorious? And that is the Rams, mm-hmm. the Bills, the Chiefs, the Chiefs. You are right. <laughs> Rams, the Chiefs, the Bengals, mm-hmm. 
and the Niners. Man, that's a, that's yeah, a going good. into the divisional championships, mm-hmm. whoever wins from each division, AFC, NFC, mm-hmm. they going to Louis Vuitton one. Louis Vuitton one. <laughs> and this will be the first time in a decade plus two, a dozen mm-hmm. even, Crispy mm-hmm. that Tom Brady and my white, white, Former slave owner who owned our family back in the day, descended Aaron Rodgers. It's the first time that they are not in the conference championship. Brian, what does this yes. mean? How historic is this? Because I believe Brady gave some of his blood to Satan. Because there's did. no way that this 98-year-old man Listen. is still playing football in the manner that he's playing. Right. And I, I researched it. Josh Allen. That's the person for the Bills. I knew it was a Joshua. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, to me, I was watching. I was watching the uh, the Rams Bucks game, sure. and the Rams were up big. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the Bucks come back. And I was texting the group. I said, "I said Tom Brady must have sold his soul to the devil. He made a deal with the devil because there's all he always comes back and he gets all the you know." They got a fumble recovery. They got all these breaks. I said, there's no way. If this man wins this game and goes further, then something something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he's he's taking care of his body. Um, yeah, they put good people around him. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, not to say that he's not doing anything they're taking away from him, but he has some good wide receivers, has some good people on the defense. Um, but he's a good player. He's probably going to go down as the greatest of all time, even though For sure. I don't think quarterbacks probably should be the greatest of all time because they're, you know, I think people like, Deion Sanders, who played offense and defense, and some people like that, probably should get a little more respect when it comes to the greatest football player of all time. Sure. Um, but I'm definitely not going to take anything away from uh, Tom Brady. You know how the Rams <clears throat> won? Why is that? Because Abraham had a son. Oof. Isaac was the youngest one. Mm-hmm. Took him to a mountain high. Yes. Boy getting ready to die. Tell the story. Abraham heard a word mm-hmm. from a voice of heaven he heard. It said, Abraham, mean? Abraham, mm-hmm. over there you'll see a ram. A ram. <laughs> it was a ram in the bush. Ram saved the day. <laughs> saved the God day. God wouldn't let him lose. <laughs> so, so speaking of rams, who are you going for? Who do you who, do you, who are you rooting for going for? I'm gonna tell you who I want is who I want to win. Louis Vuitton won. Okay. And that is the Los Angeles Rams. Me too. Because. Me too. Not your because I friend. love LA so much. Your best friend. I think your best friend. My celebrity best friend, Odell Beckham Jr., mm-hmm. <laughs> is on the team. And, you know, he called me last week, asked me to be the goddad to this little uh, mulatto baby that they about to have. <laughs> and, you know, I got to support I got to support the fam. <laughs> definitely. I, I'm, I am definitely going for the Rams as well. Uh, I love that we have a California conference final uh, California. <clears throat> with uh, 49ers. in LA, right? It's in L.A., so it would be great for the Rams to win the Super Bowl in the home city. L.A. can definitely use something uh, at this moment. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the halftime show. Isn't like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg yeah. and Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige, um, all the West Coast Monet legends. Tejada. Monet Tejada. <laughs> we got to, to talk about that. That's a good show. Ooh, we got to talk about that next week. We to, let, right. let, let's let the season wrap. <laughs> and, let's, and let's talk about let's Because Zeke. Oh, Zeke. Zeke. Ezekiel. Zeke, Zeke, Ezekiel Cross. Saw the wheel way up in the middle of the, the middle wheel. Middle of the wheel. <laughs> you're not my you're not my mama. You're my auntie. Tell him auntie. Right. <laughs> anyway, that is it for the billboard, Brian. Are you ready to have a, a conversation? 
and I'm ready about some things. All right. So since you're ready and I am ready, I need y'all to get ready. So grab your snacks, grab your drink, grab your whatever you're going to grab. Let's head on down to the living room. Don't spill no snacks on my floor. This is still a black living room. Let's head on down to the living room and let's have this conversation. All right, we are here at the living room, and we are, you know, trying to do better with our lives, right? Yeah. The living room, we have conversations, you know, as a place and space to, you know, go, grow, you know, break down some things. And last week, we had a conversation regarding managing our emotions and, Mm. you know, being moody. And and, uh, after taping or after, you know, recording the podcast, did you have any moments this past week where maybe you had to manage your emotions or were you in a mood? I'm always in a mood. No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Did I? Yes. Because mm-hmm. I think I mentioned last week, uh, work was overwhelming from all 15 jobs. Right. And um, just trying not to, you know, release that pressure on my family was something tough that I had to navigate. But we, we made it through. We made okay. it through. And it actually inspired some really dope dialogue between Ash and I. Um, some other male friends who was like, man, y'all articulated, you know, things that I felt that I didn't know how to say. So, um, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah, definitely. It was definitely some full circle stuff after the conversation. Yep, I I agree, and and within that same here, like I said, we had the um, that bald headed girl Rona hit the house, so it's been <laughs> a thing to where everybody's here, and like I'm managing my um, like I'm I work from home and I'm home every day by myself, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. trying to manage what that's like to have both of my girls here every day, all day. I understand the summer's coming, so, bro, and I'm not excited about the actual works in a school. <laughs> And that is two and a half months. <laughs> Listen, so it's it's a it's a thing. Yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely yeah. interesting to, to manage. Um, so that's cool. But you know, another thing uh, we kind of talk about managing, and even within that, having the conversation now that you know, uh, both and I, you and I both work from home. Uh, husbands, fathers, um, jobs, uh, you know, extracurricular activities. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You're in an organization. We, you know, belong to different churches and volunteer and all that kind of stuff. So we talk about managing emotions. I think this week would be a great time to kind of, especially starting the year off, right? Kind of talk about managing our time. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I do believe that there are three major places that we if we manage correctly: your time, your relationships, and your money. Uh, I definitely think those are three areas that, if managed correctly, uh, I think we can definitely be better. Uh, in terms of people in society. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about managing time today. Uh, doesn't necessarily have to be a, a long conversation, um, but kind of just dealing and how we go through managing our time with some of our pitfalls, some of the things we could probably could do better, uh, some areas we feel like we can grow uh, and kind of go into that. So um, when it comes to time management, Josh, what do you, mm-hmm. what does that mean to you? What does that mean to you? Oh my God. It's, you just, you want to spark anxiety? Just talk about that. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> Let me show yes. you something. Let me show you. Can I show you something? Can I give you a yeah, visual aid? Go for it. See this? Is that, is that a calendar? Yes, it is a whiteboard. It's a calendar mm-hmm. that has, mm-hmm. it, it got erased. So I need to update it. But this, right. along with my cell phone right. um, calendar, along with um, all my project management boards that I use mm-hmm. digital, that is what like, every, okay. So time management for me is really sitting down and figure out, figuring out all the ways in which I can be most productive right. while still incorporating rest and recovery. Right. Um, and I'm just not talking about recovery with um, 
working out. I'm talking about recovery from like just putting out. I think we talked about that last week too, how when you put out a lot, mm-hmm. yep. um, it, it, it can become an emotional toll. So with me, with having like two main jobs, um, wanting to be physically fit, being a husband, being a father, mm-hmm. you know, attempting to be the best friend that I can be and brother and son, um, there are times where I schedule naps. Okay. Um, that makes every, sense. every Sunday night, because my trainer releases his training schedule, I sync my workouts, my, my, my work meetings, our podcast recording, all this. I try to sync all that stuff as best as I can every Sunday. Okay. That's part of my time management. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I miss something, right, then I'm thrown off. So like right. today, as we're recording, Asha had a doctor's appointment and we were trying to figure out, all right, who's going to get the kids? Because our doctor okay. is out here. Okay. They go to school in the city of Atlanta proper. Right. I had meetings and stuff, couldn't make it happen. So we had to make the decision for early dismissal. And she, you know, bring them home and they're, you know, they they were here with me. So it's like, it's even though it's stuff like that I can't control, but part of my time management is doing my job, but also right. having communication because I have a spouse, I have a right. partner, um, to make sure that there aren't any conflicts. So just like right. Ooh, I know me good. and you talk like this Friday, um, me and you um had teased up the conversation of hanging out, you know, with you know, with with, with a friend who was coming in town. Right. And I mentioned it to my wife the other night. And I was just like, you know, it probably won't be long, blah, blah, blah. But before I mentioned it to her, it wasn't a conversation. This could be a whole nother conversation. It wasn't a conversation of permission. It was a conversation right. of what you got going on. Right. Because if you already made plans, the fact that I'm just mentioning this to you right. could be conflicting, right? So it's like, so for me, time management is also managing expectations. What I expect right. out of myself and then mm-hmm. managing what what other people typically expect out of me as well. Right. Right. And that's a, that's a valid point because those are all those are all things because you have to manage with yourself. But then everyone is is looking for you for things like yeah. just using you for an example. Blavity's looking for something for you. Uh, your your habitat's looking for something for you. You got two sons that are both looking for something from them. They both need your time and your mm-hmm. wife needs your time. Right. Um, then you need time for yourself. And then I, as your partner. Right need your time a couple of times throughout the week. Right. Um, friends, family members. So it's, it's, it's so interesting that, you know, um, that's the same thing. Same with me. I have jobs and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, conflicts is, is extremely important. And when you said about conflicting and schedule and really trying to find out ways to, um, resolve the conflict, right? Mm-hmm. So people oftentimes mm-hmm. talk about, you know, conflict resolution within like relationships and arguments and stuff like that. But I think sometimes we have to really, find ways to resolve the conflicts in our, in our time. Right. Yeah, in for our sure. time, Right. Um, and I think sometimes it's, I guess my question would be how to, how do we balance or how do we make compromise uh, within those conflicts in our time? Like what is it that we prioritize? Mm, right. Like you said earlier, like I got to prioritize my nap because if I don't take this nap, then everything else is going to be thrown off. Um, or, when do you find times so for like, you know, for me, I like to, you know, especially now that I'm, I'm at home and everybody's at the house, probably the night I'm going to have to probably stay up by myself and either watch something or do something by myself just to relax, you know, have a drink or something like that. Um, yeah, maybe, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, self-care is important, right? For sure. <laughs> self-care is extremely important. Who, if you don't take care of yourself, who's going to take care of you? All right. Um, yeah, find times to, to avoid conflicts. I think in my life, some things that conflict are, is probably 
I'm trying to think, what's the biggest time conflict in my life? Mm-hmm. It's probably work and everything else. Because mm. the fact that I work from home, it's like I'm having to balance my actual nine to five. And then my, I'm not really nine to five. I work pretty much 24 hours and all that kind of stuff, depending on what I got to do. It's really work to my work. But then also managing like, you know, I work at home. So then the house isn't clean at certain times. So I got to clean the house and I won't be comfortable doing that. That's the hardest thing. So what are, the, what are some of the biggest um, areas of conflict in terms of your time, but also some things that you are compromising on or some things you're unwilling to compromise when it comes to your time? Oh, that's loaded. So I'm going to give an answer that's probably not as concrete. Okay. One of the biggest conflicts of time management for me is not necessarily, I don't want to say a fear, but the possibility of me not showing up. Mm, that's and good. that's not me showing up like physically. I'm talking about like mm-hmm. authentically presenting because okay. when I am overwhelmed and tired and I haven't managed my schedule properly, I may be where my calendar tells me to be. Right. Or I may start accepting stuff and fill up a day, but you're not going to get a full Josh. Okay. If my if I my time isn't because I because that means I might be rushing. Mm-hmm. Um, like sometimes I do this to myself, and I'm gonna need to learn to do better. I schedule gym stuff like right at the moment to where I know I'm gonna get home five minutes before this meeting, <coughs> which means okay. I ain't got time to shower, <laughs> I ain't got time to eat. I'm literally coming home. Um, Washing my hands, maybe grabbing a bottle of water and jumping in front of a camera. Right. And then after that meeting, to your point, Brian, because I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm salaried, I don't work a nine to five, I make it, you know, because I was in a meeting last week and they was like, Oh, Josh, can you stay on for 15 minutes? I'm like, All right. I was about to take it, I'm about to give you something to eat. But you know, so those kind of things happen, emails come through. So you and then you get in a groove. Right. Here it is, five o'clock, mm-hmm. and I haven't showered from the gym. So now when okay. the, you know, when my family's coming home, it's like, Daddy, I'm like, let me take a shower. Because right. I still smell the sweat from <laughs> three hours ago. Um, so I say that to say when my time is not managed correctly, it prevents me from sometimes showing up or it it makes it hard for mm-hmm. my schedule to, to flow as easily, which right. also gives me some anxiety. Because okay. even like the using the gym example, if I'm coming home, like I always change clothes after the gym because you know what kind of gym I go to. Oh, yeah. We're going to be drenched, right? Wet. So, mm-hmm. But I'm like, do I got on something that's like, if I got to be on camera, am I dressed appropriately for the camera though? Like, right. it's, it's, you know, am I going to wear this Nike shirt or or because I put on a dry shirt because I was still kind of wet, my body was still sweating. Do we got sweat spots on this thing? Like, right. <laughs> so now I'm going to have to come home and throw on another shirt real quick. And then if it's super wrinkly, I got to think about trying to knock out. Like, it's so many things, right? So I'm not, right. so I'm rushing. I'm not showing up. I'm hungry. So now I'm thinking mm-hmm. about what I'm going to eat. I'm turning my camera off real fast. So I'm going to give me some water or at least some, some, some almonds or something. Like, it's so many things. Right. So that's one of the biggest conflicts is not, I try to find times as much as possible um, between meetings, between appointments that I can like at least give myself a 10 minute reprieve. Right. Um, even if this just use the bathroom to walk away, take my glasses off, do a quick stretch and come back. Right. Right. Sometimes it's unavoidable. Right. Um, because you will make your own calendar. And as you know, with jobs, Brian, people yep. will come in and try to schedule stuff. And if yep. you're free, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really have an excuse. So I, you know, I, I could decline it. I could. Right. Uh, but for the most part, I'm just like, let's get it over. Let's do it. Um, so in terms of how I compromise, I right. think I kind of explained it in all of that. Because sometimes there are things that I want to do. Right. right. So like 
because of my I have some I have some meetings that pop up, but then I have standard meetings at work. Right. Yep. Um, and sometimes based on my 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 not the boot camps I attend at the gym, because these are the easiest examples to use. Um, but my personal trainer has specific time that he trains at. Right. So sometimes I don't have a choice. Right. But to go work out. You know, it takes me about 25 ish minutes to get home and be right. here. I don't have a choice. Like, there's no other option. Either I right. do that or I don't work out. Right. right. Those are kind of options. And, and working out is a form of self care for me. So right. it's not, it's not, it's those to your point, it's not, it's, it's not negotiable. Right. Uh, and I'm not going to ruin my bag for the gym, but right. it's not negotiable for me to cancel. If I if I if 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 I have capacity to cancel one just to do the other, mm-hmm. um, so I just have to find time to where like if I'm having one of those days, uh, to the random meeting that wants somebody email me at one to meet at four to press right. decline, even right. though my calendar's open. No, right, girl, <laughs> you gave me a three hour notice. I'm you don't know how to you know what I'm saying. You don't know my capacity. And again, right. my fear is or one of my problems is I may be free, but I mm-hmm. may not be able to show up. Right. And give you like you may be you may be emailing me or want to meet for something really important to the work that right. you're doing or the work that I'm doing. And if I'm right. not giving you my best, I like you may have thought it was good, but I know that that meeting didn't produce what it could have produced. Right. Right. So um, that's just like even in the podcast, you know, we right. you know, we, we give you all some details every now and then. There have been times in the past, you know, especially when we record at night. Brian hit me up. Or I hit Brian and be like, hey, bro, can we do this at 10? Right. Instead of nine, I'm like because I haven't eaten dinner. I need to share. Like, and if I if I get on that mic, I'm gonna give you what I think is a great show. Right. But if you let me relax my brain, take mm-hmm. a shower, uh, eat dinner, well, you know whatever the circumstance is, I'm gonna be better. And as long as it's good for you, you know what I'm saying. We have that understanding. Right. Then, you know what I'm saying. So those are the things I say when I'm when I'm showing up. It's not that sometimes you sometimes you have time capacity, but mm-hmm. your emotional, your physical. Your mental capacity lacks, and right. that's where you have to be like adamant or stand your ground about like you know blocking time. It's the power of no sometimes, right. Right. Um, and engaging that in a way that doesn't necessarily mean no, I'm not doing it, but just no, not right now, or right. no, this needs to look different, right? I think that's that's how I mitigate all that stuff. Yeah, and that's perfect. And I'm glad you said because there were two things I wrote down when we kind of talk about conflicts and just talking about time. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about, <coughs> excuse me. Think about time commitment and time capacity. Mm-hmm. Like you may be committed to something, right? But you know, and you may your calendar may be open, but you know you have the time commitment. But if you don't have capacity, then sometimes it's not. It's, it's better to be like I can't do it or cancel the thing that you said like earlier, than actually do it and then it just be like haphazard or just be half hearted. Um, where it's just not something beneficial to, to either party. Um, I think that's important too, because like I said, due to the fact is that we're in a society where um, we're virtual, um, there are moments where we have to actually, you know, be committed. I believe in my in my mindset to be committed to kind of unplug, right? For Taking sure. time to oh my god, yes, Brian, to unplug, and, and you know, people like me who all I'm, I'm remote, so my whole job is on my computer or it's on my phone, right? Or it's on my phone. So if I'm going somewhere and I'm, I got my email on my phone. Like I think you said before, you have like Slack on your phone. I got email on my phone. Microsoft Teams. (laughs) um, Everything is on our phone. So we're literally inundated um, with work, 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 work all day long. Uh, Cell phones. Even you and I, we we're working on the podcast 
even when we're not working on the podcast. Like we're we're seeing stories for the billboard, or we're talking through some things. We'll mm-hmm. jump on uh, impromptu, jumped on Facetime and kind of talk through ideas and things of that nature. Um, so I think it's sometimes we have to be committed. Also, to just unplugging sometimes and trying to find spaces uh, to where we are completely um, unavailable, mm-hmm. right? Um, unavailable, and I think sometimes talk about self care being unavailable to everyone, every person, children, every single person, spouses, everyone, and that's why I think it was critically important. You said, like, you know, unfortunately, Rona slapped your house, but. Right. It is important that when those die, like, I don't think people understand. There are some people in my life when I tell them, hey, Josh, you work from home? Like, well, my job, I was hired as 100% remote. So regardless right. of the pandemic, baby, this is where I'm going to be. Right. Uh, or my or wherever my computer is, is where I'm right. going to be, right? Because I, I could quite literally be in Hawaii. And Listen, if I had the, you know, if I had I the ability. Email, if gone. I had the ability to do it. So, um but I, I think what people they like people think about that side of remote work, but right. that's more of the exception than it is the rule. Right. Um. It's it's I know for me personally because I have a family and stuff. I just can't pop up and go to New York and be like, you no. know, what? I want to go to New York today and just work. Yeah. Like I have a whole life, so I yeah. just can't up and leave that. Right. Uh, now, if I was single, I might not ever be home. Oh, I would yeah. be traveling. Yeah, everywhere and just working yeah. right um, without a doubt but anyway i said that to say people think because you work from home they think you have this type of time capacity that um you really don't have okay and um and and that's something that you have to mitigate because what will end up happening is that going back to the first point i made is that those expectations of you become mm-hmm. very different right um so Going back to what I was saying originally, like it's good that you've acknowledged that because when when you've created a rhythm being remote, mm-hmm. this is my t- like my my family leaves the house every morning at about seven o'clock a.m. because right. Ash works in the school, boys go to school, so seven a.m. from seven a.m. up until about anywhere between three thirty ish four, this is my house, right, right. So anytime that that's disrupted, it's not so much that I'm frustrated. Right. But I have to now rethink about how I navigate my day. Yeah, um, definitely. Because if it's just me and the kid, like if the kids are out, but Asha, because she's an administrator, has to go in, right? I may not like going back to that gym point. I can't go to the gym now. Right. Right. So now me and Asha have a conversation. Hey, because I typically don't do evening workouts to, you know, to be at home, help at home, blah, 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 blah. So now it's a conversation of like, I pay this man a certain amount of money per month. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting these, I'm getting my three, four sessions in a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not wasting right. on, and I have goals. So it's like, I, we, they end up happening Monday, right? So mm-hmm. I need to figure out where I can get this in. So it's like, so it's, it's me rethinking the day. It's me navigating. It's not that I'm doing anything inappropriate at home, but it's me right. re-navigating the space because, you know what I'm saying? If I'm, if, if, if my kids are here, my wife is here, I can't necessarily take a meeting downstairs when I'm eating my lunch if y'all down there watching TV. Right. Cause I can move my computer quickly and like eat lunch, yeah. be on mute, and when I need to talk, pause it. But if y'all are down and watching TV, now I got to either bring the lunch up here upstairs or in my office area. You know, right. it's like it's like all of that, and that may seem small, but those oh, are yeah. major inconveniences major. when yeah. you're when you're used to doing things a certain way, or you're used to the house being quiet. Yep, like that's the thing. Just the house mm-hmm. being quiet, or like I told you, I schedule a nap. If I'm here with y'all and I want to take me a thirty minute nap real quick in between meetings. Because if you looked at my phone, Brian, I got like 
20 different alarms and they're all for like maybe 215 245 right. 230 because some because depending on what time the meeting start and again i need that 10 minute reprieve so i'm telling you now i want to wake up i do a little right. mouthwash in my mouth to refresh myself i give you some water <laughs> make sure my clothes ain't too wrinkled from laying down like all these right. different types of things so it's re it's repurposing the day and i think for people and this is and i don't want to go into a remote work self-care thing but like i think specifically for people who work remotely like time management is so key it is. And so crucial because not not only do you need to control what your nine to five quote unquote hours look like, you gotta control what they also say that five to nine. So like to Brian's point, right. some days you just gotta stop the emails. Yep. Some days you can't look at the Slack and stuff. And unless it's urgent, like some right. days you just gotta shut it down. And shutting mm-hmm. it down means unplugging. So like while my notifications may still come through, I ain't right. gonna look at them. I ain't gonna check it because it's gonna be there in the morning. And if it's too urgent, like you know, I'll, I'll you know I have ways of of knowing that. But but yeah, man, I think it's critically important to be able to understand, like you said, capacity and commitment. And when I and when I can't be fully committed, then that really speaks to the lack of the lack of capacity that I have. Yep, and I, and I'm trying to find um, the link that we kind of talked about in our group chat this week. And it was the black dude that was basically said millennials talking about the out of office, and he said if my out of office is on or my voicemail, whatever, he said I'm dead to you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and we have, I think we have to have that level of. I was trying to find it. Um, we have to have that level of like, you know what? Like, even though you think I'm available, I'm not. I'm not. Right. Uh, I'm and not. that's what some people realize. So I think it's making time for yourself. Make you know, and that's the thing. Making sure that we are uh, not available to uh, to anyone, uh, and that we're you know with ourselves. So commitment capacity is important. Um, so what are some tips uh, that you would use? I think you already kind of said calendar. We have all kinds of calendars. I use a calendar. I have an actual family calendar that we actually write on um, that we, you know, communicate our schedules on uh, either be like gymnastics or my work schedule, personal mm-hmm. schedules, all that kind of stuff. So calendars are extremely important. I use Calendly, which is a, like a, a, a black owned mm-hmm. um, calendar. Um, it's black owned. I ain't know that. Yep, black owned, and it's in Atlanta. Okay, I knew Atlanta. Yep. I ain't know it was. I, you know, as the as the billboard suggests, I didn't know it was the colorful. Yeah, it's colorful. <laughs> it's colorful. <laughs> uh, it's, it's black owned, and it's in Atlanta. So something I use uh, pretty frequently. Uh, what are some other things that we use um, in terms of tips to kind of get your time together? Um, do you plan your week out, or do you do it day by day? Um, yeah, I spoke to that a little bit earlier. So one of the tips I use is planning, it's at least my work, anything that affects my, the time between like 7am to five or, you know, typical work hours. Okay. That's typically planned out to the T. Like mm-hmm. I know, again, bearing some emergency or something like that. I know from Monday to Friday, what my pretty much 7am to about 5pm is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, count, you know, it's the nature of work. And, you know, when you get to a certain level in the company, middle management, upper middle management, like you meetings and random, you know, you know, huddles and stuff happen. And then right. when you're in journalism, that stuff can happen because, you know, somebody may want to check on something. But um, but typically I know what my days are going to look like, because mm-hmm. also with my jobs, we use smart sheets. Um, we right. use project management tools like Asana and Trello and Slack. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm always checking those. And when I say Sunday, so on Sundays, again, I do my weekly sync. 
So I look mm-hmm. at all these things from all these different places and I sync it with my personal um my personal eye calendar. One thing that I also do to help me stay on track, you know, y'all couldn't see it because we don't have video here, but I show Brian my whiteboard. And on my whiteboard, there's a section to the side outside the castle. So on that calendar, I also write out things so I can be so it can be in my face. But okay. on the side, there's just a clear spot, and I set goals for the week. And not on some affirmation, I'm a bad B type stuff, which you know, mm-hmm. I think affirmations are great. So don't get right. me wrong when I say that. But that's not what my notes are. When I, when I set goals for the week, my goal for the week is um, like one of my goals to be very transparent was to create a journalism resume. Okay. To highlight the work that I'm doing, the pieces that I, you know, that that I have, the companies that I've written for. Um, and I got it, I, I got it done. I got it done last right. night. So that was checked off the box. Um, sometimes a goal for the week is, you know what? I want to plan out, even for the podcast, call Brian to think through such and such and such and such um, right. so that we can get that done. Or right. even if it's for work, Josh, this ain't due to next week, but let's do this because I think next week is going to be busy. Right. Um, so those are things that help me. And sometimes that doesn't happen on Sunday. Sometimes that mm-hmm. happens as things are developing. But putting it, right. but for me, putting while I am a digital guy, writing stuff down and putting things in my face constantly. Because on your phone, you got to go to the app. Yep. You got to open the calendar. So for right. me, if I can, if it can be in my face every day, it also helps right. um, because I'm bombarded like visually with what needs to be done. And it doesn't become overwhelming because I don't give myself a million things to do because I already right. got a million things to do. But these are like the high priority things from Monday through Friday. Right. Um so those, I mean, those are the tips for me. Write it down, put it in your face. If you have the capacity, sync your week as early as you can with all, all right. the other stuff. Like really, because I think a lot of people have separate calendars and separate obligations. And because they do, it's easy to miss something. Yep, so yep. you can really sit down and like, okay, I got this at this job. I got this at, you know, for the community. I got this for my 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 workouts. I got this. And I'm like, if you, if you can put all of that every right. week, into one calendar, even if even if it's the block. So like when I work out, if I work out and I'm a stop, because I feel like I've been talking a lot. But if I if I work out at 8 a.m. on my work calendar, I'm just gonna be a transparent again. I put like work sync or independent research. Now, mm-hmm. to anybody who's looking at my calendar, it just shows that it's blocked off. But for me, I know I, that code word is, you know what I'm saying? So like, so while I'm not I'm not adding training, but I'm not doing, I'm not that in depth. I'm just using cold words that mean something to me right. to block it off on other calendars so that I can understand and know um, what needs to happen in specific spaces. Um, right. Are there some other tips that you have for um, time management? One that I'm actually, I'm trying to get better in mm-hmm. um, is, uh, and this is really for me, is, uh, uh, underestimating how long it takes me to do something, because I'll be like, I'll you know, but it was only going to take me this this amount of time, and I and I grossly, you know, underestimate how long it's going to take me to do something. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, oh, it's going to take me an hour, thirty minutes to do this, oh, and then it ended up taking an hour, <laughs> and then I feel you know, so I'm trying to do better with, you know, being a better time, doing a better job at estimating how long it's taking me to do something, and then also adding some buffers. Uh, to where, um, 
to where I have, like you said earlier, to what you were saying, that you have some space in between the next task mm-hmm. um, to one, just in case something runs over or also give me some time to go eat or take a drink or eat the restroom, um, you know, before those uh, next meetings. So <clears throat> that's more so, you know, a tip in terms of just doing a better job of, of estimating uh, my time and uh, probably wrap this last thing up in terms of kind of have like a self-care uh, a component to it, mm-hmm. um, you know. Bible, t- no, we're not, you know, not going to go into the Bible, but the Bible kind of talks about talk like about Sabbath. the Bible. Talk about the Bible, okay? So it talks about like Sabbath rest, yeah. Right? Um, and that was a time which is so cool that like God forced His people to rest, mm-hmm. right? And God said it's important that you know, you know, He said created heaven and earth in seven days and took the seventh day and He rested. Um, so and he forces people to take a Sabbath day and legitimately rest and do nothing. Um, so do you have a Sabbath day? Um, so actually, as Christians, we observe Sunday as the Sabbath. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it has become my Sabbath day. Okay. Twenty the pandemic did it actually. So yep. if any good thing came out of the pandemic, yes. That was one of them. Um, because Sunday, we went virtual. I was able to do church. This may sound bad, but it's just true. I was able to do church when I wanted to. Yes. And go to as many churches as you want to. Right. And when you have <laughs> kids, church may start at 11, but your Sunday really starts around 7 or 8. You got to get up. You got to have breakfast. You got to get everybody a shower. And if you didn't do clothes that night, you got to iron. If you like, that is a that is a process, right? Mm. To get yourself together. So in the pandemic, you got to do nothing. We wake up, we brush our teeth, wash our face. Mm-hmm. We can sit there, eat breakfast, and turn on and turn on church, or right. sleep in and watch it later. Or like there were times I was literally at Home Depot. I forgot what I was getting at Home Depot at one time, but I had that joint playing in my ears, in my AirPods, right. and was in the middle of. I was like, "Now that's a word, right?" You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I was able. But I was able to after that enjoy that and then enjoy family or enjoy mm-hmm. friends and really unplug from. Uh, everything until later that evening when I start, you know, saying get my mind ready for the for the coming week. But for the right. most part of that day, and that's the thing, rest doesn't mean now. Sometimes rest does mean doing nothing and sleeping, right? Right. But sometimes right. rest means unplugging from everything that drains you, right? And if that's people good. and community fuels you and brings you joy, then that's a part of your Sabbath. Um, right. So Sunday has unintentionally become that. Um, but I don't know that I have like a set day. I do know that there are set things that I really enjoy that contribute to me unplugging. Um, I talk about boot camp and workouts here. I, you know, now that basketball season is over, I'm able to get back into that. So mm-hmm. literally, most Saturdays from about 8 a.m. to about 11 a.m., I'm, I'm not, I'm busy, right? Because I'm not doing <laughs> anything. You know, unless it's my kids, you know, right. my, you know, my family, really, really close friends. Like if Brian said, "Hey, Josh, I'm hosting something at 10 a.m." Then you know I'm not going to the gym, but beyond, if you ain't a part of that inner inner circle, don't you, don't you look for me between eight and right. eleven, right? Because that is my time to to decompress or to you say to unplug and right. and because rest looks so different for everyone, I don't want to silo that to sleep and nothingness. Um, right. I want to expand that 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 meaning of Sabbath as just unplugging and, right. and being free of output. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah, that's good. And I think I don't, you know, I try to keep, I try to make Sunday the Sabbath day, like in terms mm-hmm. of not doing much. 
Um, I do have Sabbath moments, like for instance, like on Fridays in our house, our rule in the house is no one cooks on Fridays, Friday nights. Mm-hmm. So it's like we order food or something like that. We try not to cook on Fridays. Sundays, try to go to church. I try to limit, you know, doing any type of work or training on Saturday or Sunday nights that is, excuse me, or Sundays, mm-hmm. unless it's like an emergency, somebody really wants me to. Um, but for the most part, I think Sunday is the day I try to do as much as possible, try to do least as possible. Um and, and and honestly, it's the tough thing about now that the church is open in terms of like, you know, physical worship, like it's oftentimes I'm like, I don't really want to go to the house of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like there are moments where I feel like it, but other times it's like, I can keep these pajamas on. I'm going to get a word anyway. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, and I can, I can church hop, but I'm at home. I can cook breakfast. I can, you know, enjoy my family. Um, so I think that's, that's a moment. So that's kind of like self-care. I think it within comes the time management. Uh, we provided some tips and tools. Is there anything before we, you know, head out uh, that you potentially, you know, want to talk to the people about time management? Uh-uh. Mind your business. <laughs> that, um, that saves time. And that saves time. It'll, it'll save you something. <laughs> if you ain't in other four business, I promise you, you'll save, you'll find so much more time to get some other things done. And yeah. we say this all the time. Stop, stop taking advice from LLC Twitter. Stop. Stop. That stuff that they say about time, like a broken clock is always right twice a day. Mm-hmm. Right. But most of the time, those other 22 hours, mm-hmm. it is wrong. <laughs> so right. if you see some LLC Twitter that says you got to grind to get what you want, right. you do. But if you keep reading and they want to say that you got to grind, which means you don't sleep. Or like Steve Harvey said, you can't sleep eight hours a day. That's not true. Right. You can get a full eight hours and right. still be on the path to being a millionaire. Yep. Uh, I do believe that. I do believe personally we have to rethink like if we and I'm going way off topic here, but you have to personally like you you can't sleep to 12 one o'clock every day. Oh, yeah. I think you're going to have a certain level of success. Right. Because right. when you're doing business, things begin, you know, early in the morning. But I do believe mm-hmm. that you can be active and engaged in rest and self-care and still be successful. So. Um, why is that important? It's important because that's a part of managing your time as well. So, yep. So, all I got, yep. Brian. Um, yeah. you alluded to the fact that this was self care, so we don't have to do black man self care just two weeks in a row. So, y'all yep. heard it. this is self care stuff. Look at you it. don't even know what we do. We imagine our time better and manage our emotions. That's self care. Yep. Anyway, is. so is there something in the billboard? Did Ryan Jenkins pull up? Uh, let's see. Yes, we have something in the billboard. Or oh, not the billboard, but in the P.O. I box. I mean, the P.O. box. What am I saying? <laughs> so Let's fine. go. Yeah. Get something in the P.O. box. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. Wait a minute, Mr. Boseman. Wait, wait, hey, hey, Mr. Boseman. All righty, folks. We are here at the post office box. And Ronnie Jenkins has given us a letter per usual. But before we get into that, we want to let you know that you, too, can be featured in this segment by just simply writing us. And that is writing to ask the jigsaw at gmail.com that is a-s-k the jigsaw at gmail.com we will possibly reach your letter right here out loud give you a pseudonym because we respect who you are and your pronouns and we will give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can find on Cicely Tyson's internet so now that that has been said understood and and accepted Brian who do we have and what do they want all right uh pronouns we have are he him Ooh, um, let's honor Kobe Bryant and just call him Kobe Bean. 
Kobe Bean. All right, good. Kobe Bean. All right, <laughs> Kobe Bean. All right. Hopefully, it's a good letter. <laughs> Excuse me. Kobe Bean. Kobe Bean writes, hey, brothers, I am in desperate need of advice. My God. Me and my ex-girlfriend dated for about 10 years. We were high school sweethearts. A couple of years after graduation, we broke up. It did not end badly. However, the people we had become no longer worked for us as a couple. This was in 2019. Fast forward to Thanksgiving 2021, and she hits me up late at night. Oh, we know what happens late at night. She is clearly drunk because of how late it was and the way she was talking. I picked up the phone and was like, hey, are you good? She said, yes, but asked if I can come over. Oh, oh God. God, I thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> reluctantly, I went over. I was, reluctantly, I went over there. Once I got there, she was slumped. I mean, passed out on the floor. So I picked her up and laid her in the bed. I text her phone telling her I would stay the night but sleep on the couch. That way, when she noticed I was there, she would not be alarmed. That was, that was smart. The next morning, she woke up from the couch with a cup of coffee in her hand. She was mad and embarrassed about it and thanked me for being there for her. We sat and talked for a while. Long story short, we had sex that morning. Oh, All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Listen, consent and sober sex. <laughs> that was brilliant. I'm going I'm to give you kudos on that when we finish this. Mm-hmm. Um, afterward, we agreed that it was best for us to not ever put ourselves in that position again, and we moved on. Fast forward again last week, she calls me asking to talk about Thanksgiving weekend. I'm confused because I thought we settled it. Come to find out, she is pregnant. Dude, I am about to be a dad and I'm still in shock. I know I cannot abandon my responsibilities, but should I get this baby tested when he or she is born? Does this mean we need to be back together? I am all over the place. Any advice would help. Kobe Bean. What a letter. What a letter. Um, Detailed, too. You like that. Detailed. I do like that. Um, wow. So, where do we start? Let's start where we where you paused, and we're going to give him kudos for being yes, hella responsible in this situation. And the sad thing about it is that this shouldn't be a moment of kudos. This should be normal, <laughs> right? If you ever engage with a woman in conversation, and it seems that it's going to get heated, and you are full sober mind, but she isn't. Right. That right. is, she, you can't consent to sex if you are that type of drunk. Sure can. Um, so that's one. So I appreciate you. Even you got over there, you you know, you took care. Clearly, y'all dated for 10 years. You said it didn't end badly. So you care for her as a person. And right. that showed up. Yep, gentlemen. you made sure she was good and you slept there. You know, make sure, you know, everything was okay and that you would leave in the morning. And you, and I was super smart by texting her and be like, hey, I'm here. Because some right. people be so drunk, they forget. Right. So mm-hmm. you, you gave her the heads up. Like, I'm still here if you need me, but I'll be on the couch. Um, so I appreciate I appreciate that. What her hitting you up tells me is that you didn't say you were shocked that she hit mm-hmm. you. You just kind of knew that by the time and the conversation that she had, she probably had been drinking some. Right. Um, which means that regardless of the fact that y'all have been broken up, you maintain some type of cordial interaction. So, right. you know, so to be receiving text messages and things like that, um, which is fine because right. especially if neither one of y'all are dating, which you did not say or didn't say, mm-hmm. um, it is, it's, it's cool. Um, uh, I don't know what led to sex in the morning. It could have been 
Um, that, now that's a detail we don't have. It could have been mm-hmm. nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, she probably felt like, oh my God, you really do care. Like the you fact really that you were me. so there, right. you know, probably turned her on um, all the different types of things. So who knows why it happened, but it happened. Um, and it seems like quite clearly either you didn't use a condom or <laughs> it broke or you know whatever. I get it. If you're in the heat in the moment, she's familiar. Well, you're familiar to each other. It's quite possible, right? That you could have just went for it. Um, and if you're getting that message now, that about adds up. You know, you had sex around Thanksgiving ish. Most women don't notice a missed period somewhere about six ish weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, after they get tested, she could have been, re- and then the additional couple of weeks could have been her vacillating. Like, do mm-hmm. I tell him? Do I like, what mm-hmm. is this? So like, I wouldn't be, so this is to answer your first question about getting the baby tested. I wouldn't be so shocked right? that she's just telling you now, just because of the circumstances that right. can be embarrassing. This is my ex. We had a, you know, we had a, you know, we had a one night jump off and I'm pregnant. Um, I would want to have a conversation about her sexual activity since we've been broken up. Not because I care about numbers, not because I care about anything else. I just want to know if you were sexually active around the same time that we hooked up. Because right. if you were, right, and you know, and especially if it was a situation like ours where possibly the condom wasn't there, then right. I need to, under, I, you know, when when the time comes, I do want to understand for sure if this is my child. If right. because of the relationship, I would believe her if she said you are the only one during that time. Right. Me personally, mm-hmm. call it naive, call right. it whatever. I don't know that I would push on, but I do. I I I don't think that is outside of your right because y'all are not together, right? right. To want to know for sure if this is your child. I just. That's a very sensitive conversation to have. Yep. So I would just make sure if you decide to do that, that you walk that line very finely. But I right. would I would at least have the conversation. The second right. part is a very easy answer of does this mean we need to get back together? No. Mm-mm. If you already have good camaraderie now, now babies change things. Right. But if you already have good camaraderie, continue that, build on that communicate often and raise your child as co-parents that's it if you if you now people get back together now if y'all decide to that's a different conversation but do not do that simply for the sake of this child that is a recipe for disaster all right um brian um yeah i don't know how much i can add to that i i definitely again kudos to you to being a, a, a the gentleman that you are um yeah having that conversation about paternity is like is a that's a fine 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 line because uh, you don't want to disrespect her and be like you know you know she'd be like oh you think I'm out here getting it you know what I'm saying but that's definitely a, a honest conversation that you you know may need to have I I piggyback on the fact that I do not believe with at any reason that people should get together just because they have kids um, if y'all wasn't together at the time like what makes you think that y'all should get together now because you have a child like there was and there was a reason why y'all broke up you know what I mean like it's all those things, right? Um, pursuing a relationship, you want to pursue a relationship because you want to pursue the relationship, fine. But I would not, in my opinion, I would not pursue the relationship just because, or even put into consideration the fact that I'm having a child with this person and consider and try to consider a relationship based off of that. I would leave that separate um, because you can still be a, a great father, 
a great parent without you know living in the household or even being mm-hmm. um, with the mother. Being present doesn't mean that you have to live in the household, right? And we know there's there's fathers right now that live in the same household with the kids and that are not present at all, right? So um, don't feel any pressure or responsibility in terms of getting with the mom or getting married. Uh, we've seen plenty of relationships, uh, especially in the church, where people get married because they have a child and those relationships are the worst. Um, so that's it. Um, you're not really all over the place. You're, you're, you're in a good place. You know, it's a crazy mm-hmm. situation. So definitely give you kudos. Whatever happens, let us know. We would love for you to let us know. Keep us updated on that um, um, because, you know, great story, great, great information. And keep us up to date on that. And of course, name the child something cool. You listen to the podcast, you know, Bean will be great. Joshua will be great. Brian will be great. Um, name the child Jigsaw, maybe, you know, be be cutting edge. Name him Jamal. Jamal. First name <laughs> <Right>. Jamal. First name <laughs> Jamal. <laughs> uh, but Brian, I, I love the fact that you affirmed him and saying he's not over all over the place. This is a yeah. situation. It's a it's a situation. Yeah. So yeah. Um, again, we don't tell everybody to update us, but you yeah, update us. And hey, if you're listening from last week, little lady, I'm little not playing with you. Tell us what you did about the man who won't eat your pussy. Oh, we yes. Wanna we want to know. And listen, and that was, I've got, you know, that was a, that was a, que- uh, <laughs> a, a letter. People are like, where, where do y'all get these questions from? And a lot of the consensus was like, you know, drop them, sis. So. So yeah, we might have we might have to um, post that one for the for everybody to hear, so that right. we can get some 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 real community feedback. But anyway, um, appreciate you as always for writing in. Again, if you want to be featured, you know what to do. Brian, you ready to get some stuff off your chest? Super ready. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, we are here at a greater conversation where we get some things off of our chest. We don't, we don't want to take those things into the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting it off of our chest makes us feel that much better. So, Josh, I think we have something that we both had an issue or, or took offense to this week. Uh, so I think we can probably tag team this and kind of share our thoughts on Florida always being Florida. And I feel are we like... Party boys? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, I feel like Florida... Tag team wrestling, yeah. I feel like Florida is always in the yeah. (laughs) Matt and Jeff, Uh, I feel like Florida is always in a greater conversation or in the billboard in some capacity. Last week they passed a bill or they wanted to start passing a bill or working on a bill to where you know if you said anything regarding you know race or any feeling or made somebody discomfort discomfortable uncomfortable or cause any discomfort regarding talks about race relations and things of that nature, then you can potentially, you know, face some, some issues or whatever. Following up within that, I'm not going to mention governor's name because he's a trash human being. He's an addict. Um, he is terrible. Um, he now uh, sponsored or, you know, is cool with, you know, now not having conversations regarding sexuality. Um, so I think they, they called it the don't say gay bill, right? That's what the kind of mm-hmm. headlines were, the don't mm-hmm. say gay bill. And this just is another example of just targeting certain demographics, ter- certain people, um, and really just taking us back. Did I, I don't know who Jim Crow is, but he would be happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever Jimmy is. Whoever Jimmy is, Jimmy would be happy. 
um, because Florida is definitely going back to Jim Crow era. And I don't know what's going on. And I'm kind of getting tired of even talking about Florida. What are your thoughts? So I just same, same. And Brian and I have been, you know, very vocal in our allyship toward the LGBTQ plus community. Right. Um, and even beyond our allyship, it's like, what do you mean? Don't say gay. Like if a person identifies as gay, <laughs> um, right. that's who they are. That is a part of their identity. That's how they live, see and experience the world. And um yeah, I just feel like Florida is just do and, and and before I get into that, we have to mm. we have to respect and acknowledge and affirm that in those people. It's who they are, right? And yep. I'm trying to understand Brian, why is that so hard of a concept for people right. to just allow people to live and exist and, you know, thrive and succeed, you know, authentically as who they are, right? It's who you sleeping with, who you're attracted to, really, do, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me one way or the other. And I want you to live fully in who you are, right? That's me. Right. I believe you would agree with that same sentiment, right? Right. So with that being said, I don't I don't even understand it. I, I right. agree with you as well that Florida be just Florida ring. And they just be doing stuff. I mean, just mm-hmm. doing stuff. Last week with the with the can't talk about racism. Now we can't talk about gay people. And like, what is it? Like, what are all these restrictions? It's giving right. real uh fragile masculinity to me. It's giving real mm-hmm. racism to me. It's yep. giving real all of the isms, you know, to me, because it is so unnecessary, it is so prejudiced, it is so mm-hmm. targeted, right? Um, and I enjoy Miami, I enjoy mm-hmm. Orlando. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a part of Cap Office Fraternity Incorporated, and we plan on having you know our national conference next year um, in Tampa. So, like, I enjoy Florida, but this makes me want to pull back some of my support of some of the places I enjoy in Florida because it's just it is absolutely ridiculous. It's asinine right. the amount of you know just really damaging not just mm-hmm. behavior but policy, right. That's being created. Like policy affects the land. So right. policy that's being created to hold back specific groups of people. Um, I would say that I'm shocked, but I'm not. And um, yeah, bro. Yeah. Florida be Florida. And I, I'm I'm not shocked. Uh, you said shocked, but I'm not shocked. But I'm, I'm kind of interested to see why a lot of these corporations that are in Florida, major places like Disney and Universal and, mm-hmm. you know, attractions and stuff like that. Certain sports teams. Um, haven't said anything about some of the things as far as policies that are going on in Florida, um, you know, because most of your players look like people in Florida, you know, it look like, you know, that would be, you know, black folks dealing with black issues. Um, of course, there's a great population of, of folks in the LGBT community that live in certain places in Florida. So yeah. it's crazy. It's wild. But um, that's it. Um, and before we close out the greater conversation, a big F you to Mitch McConnell. Who says that black people aren't Americans? Oh, he said that. He did say that. I think Toni Morrison said that only white people are Americans in this world because everyone else has to hyphenate. That is absolutely correct. So, <laughs> with that being said, this wraps up another episode of The Jigsaw. We want to thank you so, 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 so much um, for joining us again. We want to appreciate you for all of the love and support that you give us on a weekly basis. Um, yep. Yeah, we could not do this thing without you. Brian, anything that the people need to know about what's going on and what we're doing? 
Yep. Uh, continue to support us in all the places we can find us on every podcast. Yeah, uh, for location. sure. Make sure you uh, leave us five stars, nothing at all. Comments. Let us know how great we're doing. Follow us on all social media platforms. Uh, follow Josh. I'm Josh Rogers. Brian. I'm Brian Hare. Um, we have something coming up in the pipeline really, really soon. We're actually going to be doing some more planning this week because uh, we want to make sure that everything is perfect and on part and on brand with the Jigsaw podcast and what we do here. Uh, to make things special and extra, extra, extra black. Um, website, the jigsawpodcast.com. Trying to think if there's anything else. I think that may be it. Um, I believe it to be so, and I'm going to keep it quick. Don't get caught right, with your work undone. Bye, mm-hmm. y'all. <laughs> Love you.